SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I'm Brad Brown. Thanks uh, for joining us. And thanks to, to the MoneyWeb team. They're back on your radio tomorrow at 6 p.m. It's good to have you with us. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be chatting about the Sunlam Cape Town Marathon uh, being awarded IWF gold status today. That is huge news as far as road running in South Africa goes. We'll also preview the first test of the series between the Proteas and the Black Caps with former Protea fast bowler Andre Nell. Uh, we've been struggling to get hold of uh, the Blitzbox. I mentioned at half past five, we'll be chatting to them today. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like we can get them. They're off to training in Vancouver, so hopefully we can stand that over till tomorrow night. And we were also going to try and chat to Sean Bartlett ahead of uh, Amadita's semi-final in the under-20 AFCON. We're struggling to get hold of Sean as well. But uh, we also will hear from Danny Jordan on this evening's show too. But let's uh, look at some of the stories making news headlines. And one of them uh, is three football matches taking place this evening in the EFSA Premiership after last night's action in the Nedbank Cup. All eyes back on the league. And uh, Platinum Stars are up against Golden Arrows at the Royal Buffalo King. Budvest Witz travel to Ndatsane to take on Chipper United. And Supersport United uh, travel south to Soweto to take on Orlando Pirates. Matsutsanta drew against Ajax Cape Town on Saturday and lost ground to the pace setters Cape Town City and Budvest Witz. Supersport coach Stuart Baxter is anticipating a huge clash tonight. Well, I mean, look, all, all games are big now, aren't they? Pirates have just played Cape Town City and Chiefs. They're two massive games. So probably playing against us, it's, it's only big for them because they haven't been winning. They want to get back on the winning track. We've got to bring our A game to the Pirates, to the Pirates uh, game. Otherwise, otherwise, their desire to get back on track will, uh, will overpower us. So we've got to make a, a big response to the disappointment of not collecting three points. There's no point worrying about things you can't control. I mean, that's the... I only worry about things that are within my, within my sphere of control. If the PSL say that's the, the fixture list, that's the fixture list. I can't do anything about it. So just prepare the players as well as we can and then get on with it. Baxter is hoping that his charges put in a better performance tonight than they did against the Urban Warriors on Saturday. Uh, he looked back at that clash and knows where they need to improve. More disappointed with the performance. It was a, it was a wretched performance, but it just wasn't a, a performance of enough quality. Disappointed, of course, to be dropping points at any at any stage. But in a game where I felt that we we, to, we to, totally dominate. Sometimes you can dominate the game and you can dominate the ball. Well, I thought we dominated the ball as well. So we didn't play with enough confidence and imagination on the ball. Secure the ball first and then more, more runs to run defenders away and create an avenue for the next, the next guy. We did it at times, but not, not with the quality for 90 minutes that we should have done. Kick-off in those at 7.30 tonight. Meanwhile, according to reports, Hoever Renard and Carlos Queiroz have dropped out of the running to replace Sex Mashaba as the Bafana Bafana coach. That announcement due to be made this week. In other football news, F reports are to be believed. Arsenal boss Arsene Wenger has told players that he'll be leaving the club at the end of the season. The Gunners are in action this evening in UEFA Champions League against Bayern Munich. They've got a mountain to climb. They trail by five goals to one after the first leg in Germany. The night's other fixture sees Napoli host Real Madrid who lead 3-1 on Agri. Meanwhile, other reports out of England claiming that Craig Shakespeare will be offered the Leicester City manager's job until the end of the season. In cricket news, Protea skipper Faf Dupasis confirmed that Mornay Morkel will start the first test in New Zealand. Uh, Morkel hasn't played for the Proteus since injuring his back last July. The skipper says the only way they'll know if he's ready is to play him. He looks good. Uh, he's, I mean, if, 
if he's not going to be able to play now, then we could, we'll never know that to take if we don't take that chance. So, so Mourne is still fast, is fantastic bowler. I've said to him over the last six months, every time that he's bowled in the nets, um, it felt to me like he was bowling at his best. Um, and I'm talking now from all the times that I've faced him. So his consistency is really good. Um, so I think it's just an opportunity we have to take as a team and see where Mourne is with his back. All the reports say it's 100% fine. All the tests that they've done, um, he's bowled a lot of overs, uh, and he he seems pretty confident. So, yeah, just have to step by and see what he's, what he's what he's got for us. Morkel's inclusion means Duan Pretorius misses out. Duplessis explains the selection decision. Yeah, Duan is going to be. Uh, I reckon he's going to play a huge role for us going forward. Um, it's nice to have the opportunity to have him with us this whole series, uh, and I do think you know even conditions where the ball might swing. Um, and obviously a bit of pace. Uh, Duan can be a factor to, to still challenge for a spot in our strongest 11. Um, with the New Zealanders, they have quite a few left-handers in their batting lineup, and Mourne has been very successful against lefties. So that's one of the main reasons uh, he probably got the nod ahead of Duan. Uh, you know, they've got, I think, two or three top lefties in the top six or seven. So yeah, just to make sure you pick the strongest team for the guys you're playing against. Duplass C says the reason they decided to go with Morkel is because of that danger that he uh, poses to the black cap left-handers. Uh, I think it's just uh, the ball, that the angle of the ball that comes out of his hand. It's almost pointing to first slip, so it always goes either into right-handers or, or away from left-handers. And obviously bounce is a huge factor. He's terrible to face in the nets as a right-hander because you always feel like you're going to get hit in the ribs. But obviously the opposite to left is it goes away. Um, and that angle you can create from around the wicket to get the ball to come in and move away is, is extremely hard mm-hmm. to face. So, so I'm really excited, excited to see what he's got. Uh, we, we've missed him, and, and I've said many a times, Test cricket is about guys stringing together balls in a good area, and, and Mourne has done that for a period of time. But I, I'm really excited to see what, he, what he's done now. He's, he's fresh. He's had a long time away from the game, and it, made, it makes him really hungry to perform. In other international cricket, chasing 188 for victory against India, Australia were dismissed for 112, handing the hosts the victory by 75 runs and allowing them to level the series at one all. Meanwhile, in Gaul, Sri Lanka reached 321 for four. It stumps on day one of the first test against Bangladesh. On to athletics news, it was announced today that Cape Town Marathon has been awarded IWF gold status. Only one of 35 such marathons internationally and the first one on the African continent. In rugby news, Locke Renil Hiku has been ruled out of the remainder of the Cheetah Super Rugby campaign. He's torn knee ligaments, while Stormers trio of Cheslin, Colby, Dan Quill and Jean-Luc Duplessis will miss their clash against the Kings with an ankle, knee and groin injury, respectively. News out of the Lions cap, they're travelling to Argentina without Alton Jaintis, who is on paternity leave, and Ruan Combrink, who's picked up a shoulder injury. The Bulls going to be without Sean Ardendorf for the next six weeks. He's fractured his thumb, and Jacques Portita out this week because he is concussed. Finally, in some cycling news, Sam Bennett won the third stage of the Paris-Nice, while Arnaud Demarat of France uh, still holds on to the leader's yellow jersey. Bad news for Team Dimension Data's uh, Janse van Rensburg. He has been forced to abandon the race following a crash on today's stage. Coming up next here on SAFM, we'll chat to Ilana Mayer. SAFM Sports Wrap. 
You're listening to SAFM, and uh, if you were listening to PM Live this afternoon, you would have heard the news uh, about uh, the Cape Town Marathon, and it is fantastic news for road running in South Africa. We join now by former Olympic silver medalist Ilana Mayer. Ilana, welcome on to SAFM. Thanks for, for joining us this evening. Uh, this is huge news, the Cape Town Marathon being granted gold status by the IAAF. Yes, Brad, um, you know, we're really, really excited. Um, you know, when we took over the marathon four years ago, you know, um, we were going for gold. Um, you know, so we are absolutely delighted um, that we managed to achieve our IAAF gold label status, you know, and joining some illustrious marathons, um, you know, like, um, you know, like Paris Marathon, you know, so many big marathons around the world, Um you know, so we are really excited and looking forward to this year to host the first IAAF gold label marathon on the African continent. I love that. We'll talk about how important that is for running in, in Africa, but let's just take a step back. As far as gold label status goes, what does that actually mean in the greater scheme of things? Yeah, you know, I think it's a, it's a really tough status to achieve. Um, you know, the, it's so many criteria you have to fulfill to get there, you know, from you know, from numbers of people running the event, um, you know, the road closure, um, support along the route, um, you know, the history, um, you know, the coverage of the event, um, you know, and then obviously also the profile. So, you know, so we are excited um, because I really think that the IAAF Gold Label status will take the Sunlum Cape Town Marathon, you know, to, to new heights, you know, um, there are 10 million marathon runners around the world, you know, and those are the type of marathons they look at, um, you know, when they select a race, you know. So, so ultimately, you know, we want to sit alongside the giants in the industry, you know, and I truly believe that this is the first step, you know, to getting closer to achieve that. Yeah, absolutely, Lana. And uh, the big city marathons, you mentioned London, you can think of the likes of, uh, not London, you mentioned Paris, you can think of, think of the likes of London, uh, New York, all of those sort of marathons. Now Cape Town is up there. It's, it's one of the big city marathons. Are you expecting uh, a bigger influx of international runners because of uh, getting the gold status? Yes, I surely do. Um, you know, I think over the last couple of years, we've managed to increase you know, the number of participants, you know, and last year had 72 countries participating in the event. You know, so we do expect that to grow. You know, from an elite athlete's um, perspective, you know, I think last year managed to achieve a 208. Um, you know, I certainly believe, you know, with a gold label status, you know, more and more of the world's top runners will look at, you know, the Sunlum Cape Town Marathon as an option. You know, it now is established as a fast marathon um, you know, it also has the status now, you know, and certainly, you know, it will grow in the ranks of international marathon running. Does gold status mean more prize money? You know, we, we are increasing the prize money. You know, we, we keep a big focus on, you know, encouraging South Africans. Um, you know, we've, we've got incentives, you know, so um, over 2.2 million um, rand is going into, you know, the prize um, side of the event. Um, you know, and then obviously, you know, we are challenging South Africans to take up the challenge, you know, to step up from the very popular half marathon, you know, and, and run the marathon. You know, this year also introduced the captain's challenge, you know, and managed to, you know, to get Francois Pinar, 
Graham Smith, um, Zanelli on board. Um, you know, so through the captain's challenge, also, you know, asking people to challenge their captains, um, you know, to get onto the starting line of the Sunlum Cape Town Marathon this year. I know it's still early. I mean, the race is only in September. But uh, have you had any indication of, of big names possibly who are, are coming out? You know, so, so we will only start, um, you know, recruiting the international field. Um, you know, there's certainly, um, you know, the defending champ, uh, the champion of last year, you know, indicated that he would love to come and defend his title. Um, you know, and absolutely trying to better his time of 208. Um, you know, we've also been engaging with, you know, the South African top runners, you know, and hope to have the best of South Africa this year on the starting line. Um, you know, so certainly looking forward to a, a race with a tough competition, um, you know, both from an international and, uh, a, you know, national side. Ilana, you, you mentioned one of the criteria is a, a fast route. Are, are there any changes planned to the 2017 edition compared to the 2016 you know, route? At this stage, you know, we, the, the route is more or less the same. You know, it, it will be small changes if, if needed to, um, you know, re-road works or anything. But, you know, it's, it's a fast course. Um, you know, and if, if runners take up the challenge seriously, you know, it is an opportunity to run good times. You know, last year... Um, for the first time, we had pace setters, you know, and immediately, you know, resulted in a in a 208. I truly believe with, you know, with even a stronger lineup, you know, we can, um, you know, and um, you know, Mother Nature playing, uh, her, uh, showing her best side, um, you know, that we'll be able to even dip down and you know get a two to six to seven on on the course. That would be awesome. Uh, Ilana, we've spoken about the, the guys and girls at the front end. One thing I love about it is it's got quite a quite a, uh, a generous cutoff for the backer packers, so it's a great opportunity for someone who's never run a marathon before to come along to, to the Sunline Cape Town Marathon and do their first marathon because there's lots of time. Yes, absolutely. I think, you know, from the very beginning, you know, we want to, to encourage people to take up the challenge, you know, and it's not, you know, it's, it's not about... about um, you know, it's not only about the elite runners in the front, but it's um, about challenging people to take up the challenge and be able to run a city marathon on the African continent, you know, on, on home soil. And, you know, it's a generous cut of time, you know, really anybody that, um, you know, take up the challenge, um, you know, while in advance, you know, certainly have got a generous um, cut of time, you know, that will accommodate, um, you know, first-timers. Absolutely. And uh, Ilana, also, obviously, it's a qualifier for Two Oceans and Comrades, which is a big thing on the South African running calendar. And then just to wrap up, Africa have got the best marathon runners on the planet. How big is it that Africa now has its own gold label marathon? You know, I think it's, you know, it's, it's so important for our continent. Um, you know, it's important, you know, not to only have the best marathon runners, um, you know, coming from Africa. You know, I, I really believe that it's time for Africa to showcase, you know, that we can host, you know, one of the best marathons in the world. And, you know, certainly, um, you know, I don't believe that there's any other place, you know, apart from Cape Town. Um, you know, so Africa is our home. This is our race, you know. Um, you know, we, we challenge people to come and run it. Absolutely. Well, I'm throwing my hat into the ring. Ilana Mayer, I will be running the 2017 Sunlum Cape Town Marathon. I can't wait. And, uh, yeah, but you guys are doing a sterling job. Thank you very much. And we look forward to, to being on that start line come September. Yeah, thanks so much. See you on the start line, Brad. The world's greatest CEOs, directors, and managers know the secret to success in business is grooming future leaders. 
Achieve your success with a life-changing Regent Business School MBA degree. This is your final registration opportunity. For more on the Regent MBA degree and undergraduate qualifications, including the BCom and B Admin degrees, email study at regent.ac.za or visit regent.ac.za. If there's one thing that truly unites all South Africans, except for World Cup finals, it's coming together for a braai. Join funny man Nick Rabinovitz and chef Hezron Lowe as they tour Mzanzi in unique vehicles and get to experience the most epic brides. If you have a special braai recipe or method that is so unique, it'll blow Nick and Hezron's socks off, send an email to tiresandbriars at sabc.co.za before the 15th of March, and SABC3 might just come try your braai. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. We always leave you wanting more. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is South Africa's news and information leader, and uh, it all starts bright and early tomorrow morning, the start of uh, the test series between the Proteas and New Zealand. First test gets underway in Dunedin, and we join now by a man who's no stranger to Protea cricket. Uh, he's played a few test matches in his time. Andre Nell. Andre, welcome on to the show. Nice to, nice to catch up. How's it better? Thanks for the invite, man. Andre, Proteas are an unbelievable, Nick. Obviously, a bit of change of personnel ahead of uh, this test series. But uh, what started off as a, you know, wasn't the greatest of starts to the season. It's it's turned into a fantastic season for Protea cricket. Yeah, I think that they start off quite um, struggling a bit. And eventually, the guys got some uh, performances under their belts, uh, got used to the standard at a high level up. And the younger guys start performing the the older older guys start um, performing also, and, uh, and both together contributed to Saskia playing uh, better cricket. And um, there's going to be an awesome test series. It's conditions will suit the seam bowlers, so it'll be a good challenge to see that um, he's more and more after years uh, back injury, uh, probably playing, um, comes up to the party and produces the boots for for the players uh, in last year. Yeah, let, let's talk about Mornay and, and that back injury. He hasn't played, I think it's since July was the last time he played uh, some competitive cricket for, for the Proteus. So it's been a while since he's been out. Faf uh, is saying today that he is going to start ahead of uh, Duan Pretorius. Uh, big decision. I, I mean, five-day test match, uh, a lot can go wrong, but a lot can go right. And, and there's no, I guess, there's no better way to find out if he's ready than playing him. Exactly. I think he's played a few games for the Titans, yeah. also the one-day competition quite recently. So I, I think the medical staff is so good at the players now. They'll know that he's ready. And Mono will know if he's ready. And I think the excitement of Mono wanting to play Tesco again and getting on the park for the players or getting over the line, the, the passion and hunger is always there for Mono. And I, I think he'll still do well and bowl really well. And he'll be a difficult customer with the extra bounce he, he can offer for the attack. And especially after Abbott's decided to stop now. Uh, Dwayne um, has bowled well, but also the last few games he's played for the Knights hasn't been bowling well. So it's an interesting one. You go with a guy who's out of form or you go with a guy who can produce a good stats game. As I before, they give him a chance and see how he can go after a big injury. So it's a difficult one to go uh, to pick from, but I, I think it's a right thing to go with Mornay. A bit more experience, a bit more bounce, and, and I think we produce a good sportsmanship uh, uh, tomorrow morning. The, the bowling attack looks really ominous. Uh, you think of, obviously, Mornay back. Uh, Vern Philander there, I think he's going to be crucial on those uh, New Zealand pitches uh, with the way he moves the ball. And then someone like Achisa Rabada, who's, who's really put his hand up over the last two seasons. Uh, and then we've got uh, a couple of spin options as well. So, nice balance in that bowling attack, Andre. 
It's a good balance. It's also, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to go. Are they going to go with Mirage? Or are they going to go four out attack with possibly Philander, Rabada, um, Mone Moko, I think is another guy uh, I was thinking of this, this evening was, uh, who's the other guy in the squad? I'll get to it now. Uh, yeah, there's uh, the person, and possibly Maharaj as a spinner, mm. but I think that possibly go with four seamers. The conditions will be conducive to that, possibly, and go with JP Dumini possibly doing a spin option, and our guys a spin option if that's needed. Uh, but they'll go uh, probably a four out uh, seam attack. So, something that's been a, a big plus as well is from the, the batting perspective, is everyone's been putting their hands up, essentially. I mean, we've for a long time relied on, on the likes of Hashim Amla and, and A.V. de Villiers when, when, before he decided he, he wasn't going to play test cricket. And in the last couple of series, the one against Sri Lanka and against uh, Australia, it, Hash was struggling for form, but the, the batters around him really put their hand up and we, we saw pretty much the entire top six getting runs, which is uh, a, another very good sign. It, it is a good sign. There's a few guys that's, I think a little bit concerned this. Uh, as Cookie's consistency, he scores a big score and then he goes a few patches. So I hope he can get the consistency. But Vuma didn't score a lot of runs at all against Sri Lanka and against Australia. He scored a bit of runs, but his consistency and his performance in Sri Lanka weren't good in conditions. He was sort of uh, no quite well in South Africa. So I think he's a little bit pressure that he needs to perform a little bit. But all the other batters have contributed and, and helped those batters. It's out of form quite a lot. So hopefully if we can all the batters can fire together. Uh, South Africa is, uh, is a formidable um, uh, opposition, and hopefully they can fire the batters. And then with our bowling attack, it will uh, be interesting to see what those conditions and our guys hit the right lens consistently. Uh, it'll be quite exciting to see. It's also going to be quite exciting to see if um, uh, what's his name, the guy from South Africa, is playing for New Zealand at the moment with his uh, short ball theory. Um, how that's going to go, and how that's going to go down with the South Africans. I think when he comes to bat, he, he will face a few uh, <laughs> few uh, vicious deliveries from our, our seamballs. If I don't, I'll be very disappointed in our violence. Yeah, let's talk about the Black Caps. And uh, they've, I don't know, they, they're a small nation. And, and it's amazing that you look at their rugby and the way they've produced some incredible rugby players. Their cricket team has really come on in leaps and bounds. Not that they were terrible, but they, they are really becoming world beaters. And, and they're going to be stiff opposition for the Proteas. You, you cannot discount a Black Cap team, can you? Yeah, I think the big thing about the Black Caps, uh, they've got good cricketers, but all their cricketers understand what they have to do, and they, they judge the team unbelievably. They all contribute to the team. There's no big outstanding players. Yes, Ross Taylor is, uh, is, is a really good player for them. And the captain is an unbelievable player. Uh, Bolt is a, is a really good bowler. But they all chip in and contribute to the team, and that's what makes them so dangerous. They don't have outstanding players, but they're all contribute to the bigger picture of the team and that makes them so dangerous in test field and wonder field. And that's where I think all these sports do that. They just contribute to the team so massively. Even if it's a small part, they can contribute to a good run-up, a good fielding stop. Uh, they do that to make a difference to the team, and that's why it makes them so dangerous to play against. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fascinating test series. I'm, I'm going to let you get to bed because I know it's an early start, and I know you're going to be up watching. <laughs> so uh, enjoy. Uh, I'll, 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 probably, I'll probably be up for a bit, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll miss some sessions falling asleep in between. But um, yeah, it's probably a very good chance I'll be up and watching the start of, uh, of a test match. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic, and we'll be keeping you updated here on SAFM. Andre, now thank you very much for your time once again. Much appreciated. We look forward to catching up soon. All right, keep up, Ben. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource.
On to some football news now and what will go down as a big blow to South Africa's ambitions of being represented on the all-powerful FIFA Council. SAFA President Danny Jordan is surprisingly withdrawn from the race only 10 days before the CAF elections in Addis Ababa. In a letter that was written by CAF yesterday to its member associations, uh, it mentioned that Jordan uh, had uh, stepped down hours before his withdrawal from the FIFA Council election yesterday. Jordan had referred to next week's CAF elections as the most significant uh, in the history of football on the continent. I think that uh, it's probably the most intense World Cup is the most politicized World Cup. It's a World Cup that Africa has never seen. The election. This election. This election. It is first of its kind on the continent. So it's rough out there. Uh, so we'll have to see. Uh, what happens and and also because of the new media facebook the twitter the chat groups all of these everybody gets involved uh, even the media gets involved but uh, it's only the federation unfortunately or fortunately that will make the cross but uh, everyone has an opinion everyone doesn't have the ability to make the cross but everyone has an opinion. So now the opinions prevail and, and uh, it's the most significant uh, election I think in many years on the African continent. Jordan, who has always wanted to be part of the FIFA structure, is reported to have forwarded his withdrawal in the, the late afternoon yesterday, just hours before FIFA released the integrity checks into its candidates. The CAF elections are coming at a time when most countries uh, on the continent have got new generation of football leaders, and Jordan says it's going to be key next week. For the first time, uh, you have an election with many competing interests and a lot of politics, but also for the first time, you have an election that is underpinned with digital media. Uh, so people influence uh, opinion, thoughts, challenges on a daily, minute-by-minute minute basis, which is not the case. Uh, in the capital elections, no one looked, no one cared, uh, you just go there and make your cross. That has changed now. Uh, and so it's much more complicated uh, than any other previous election. And I think it sets the, the benchmark now how elections is going to be held, not just in CAP but also in FIFA. It's going to be different. There's going to be chat, chat groups across the world and every day people from uh, Thailand, from New Zealand, from Argentina, Brazil, United States, uh, Japan, they're going to exchange views, which uh, did not happen before. People did not exchange views, did not put their own experience there, put their own positions now, and that influences. So it's a digital media-driven election, uh, and many of the, of the presidents uh, a new generation. They are millennials and, and they participate. So it's not uh, anymore somebody calling you in a corner and whispering in your ear how to vote and, and the campaign is done. No, it's different.
Despite announcing his withdrawal for the FIFA Council elections, Jordan still in the running for the CAF Executive Committee elections, which take place in Ethiopia on the 16th. For the main seat, the incumbent Issa Hayatau, who's in his 29th year as CAF president, is being challenged by a CAF Executive Committee member, uh, Ahmad from Madagascar. It's been billed as the contest between the Anglophone and Francophone countries, with the latter belonging to Hayatau's group. Jordan says the status quo needs to change. I think that, uh, you know, the pursuit of African unity is a matter of Kwame Nkrumah, the Nelson Mandela, Jomo Kenyatta, uh, Secretary, all of the, the great leaders on the continent always told us about the unity of the African continent. But in the 60 years of CAF's history, uh, there are many that debates that it is time for a different dispensation that brings about a balance so that unity is not just an expression but is seen in action, is seen in representation, it seems in leadership uh, and I think those are the issues which I am saying are part of the debate now uh, to say we cannot just make crosses will also participate uh, in leadership and make a contribution. Uh, so all of these things are part of the debate. Uh, and and I, that's why I'm saying this election is going to be different. But historically, the leadership has been entrenched uh, and has not been uh, shared across the continent. But I think everybody realizes that uh, those things cannot be sustained uh, anymore. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. That's about it for the show for this evening. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, uh, you can via social media. Just uh, look up SAFM Radio on the various platforms. You can also touch base with me personally at Big Brad Brown. Love hearing from you. Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on various sporting issues that are happening. Good luck to the Proteus. That gets underway tomorrow morning. We'll have live coverage for you here on SAFM throughout their test match and the rest of the series. So make sure you stay tuned to South Africa's news and information leader. I'll be back again tomorrow evening. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Witten coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock. It is the talk shop with Naledi Maleo. Right now, though, it is 7 o'clock and time for your news.